Welcome to the Parent Hub Live Family Podcast. Our hope is to help and inspire you to parent beyond your capacity. Each week, join us at the table for conversations with special guests, where we'll seek to encourage you to bring your best to parenting, challenge you, and hopefully give you a few insights along the way. Welcome to episode two of our Parent Hub Live Family Podcast. Glad to have you back. And so again, this week we have our family life team back at the table, and we're picking up where we left off last week, and here's kind of the summary of what we said last week, that our weaknesses as a parent can work in our favor if they remind us to pursue other influences for our family. It's important wherever you are in your family journey to face this truth about parenting, that every parent has a different set of limitations. And like I shared last week, one of my challenges as a, uh, a younger parent uh, was that it felt like I was kind of parenting as I went. I was kind of making things up on the fly. I responded to whatever felt right to me in the moment. And I was parented well, I thought. So I guess I just trusted my gut instincts. And I didn't have a set of parenting values that guided my parenting decisions. And so sometimes the things I did as a parent went well. And other things, my kids will need to work out as they get older with a therapist. And so really what I was doing uh, was being a reactive parent. And so why do you think it's easy for parents to kind of parent in the moment, to parent from moment to moment? Why does that seem to be kind of our natural tendency? Sometimes it's really hard to... uh think beyond that day or even that week, right? When you're a young parent, there's a lot of exhaustion and there's so many things to do and the kids are screaming and crying and tugging at you, et cetera, right? So I think sometimes you are reactive because you you just haven't sat down and made a plan. And even if you did make a plan, sometimes kids don't necessarily get the picture of what you're trying to do. Right? So you're <laughs> not right. supposed to do that. <laughs> So I, I think it is really um, difficult to um, not be that way in some instances. Yeah. yeah, 100%, right? Like there's so much on the go uh, and so many things coming at you. And sometimes our emotions can get the best of us, mm-hmm. right? And uh, lots of things that we regret saying and doing after the moment that we've kind of go back to our kids and, and work that through with them, for sure. So how do you think then... Using kind of a set of values as a compass can actually help us as a parent, can actually help us kind of in those moments of when we want to react and we're not sure if whatever's going to come out of our mouth or whatever action's going to follow is going to be a healthy and helpful thing. I think there's a lot of times as a parent where you come come to it and you try to make a decision, like how far do I push this? Do I How far do I try to correct behavior or like mm. yeah in those situations so i think just having having that end goal in mind um can be really helpful and kind of yeah maybe just steer your decisions and having a general philosophy i guess is just going to help in, in those mm. moments when you have to kind of react quickly right. <laughs> yeah having that already in your mind and yeah, yeah. might help <laughs> yeah so is this a battle i want to face <laughs> is this right. a battle yeah. that's not worth fighting right if you do have that set of values already set in your mind, then when you are tempted to parent moment to moment, you can take that few minutes just to stop and think and uh, realize what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. And like you said, uh, 
Martin, is it a battle that I need to fight right now? We used to joke about it and say that you had to count to 10 before you said anything back to your kids, right? So you're like, they're acting up or doing whatever, and you stop and you like, you do the count in your head, and then you calmly respond to the situation, right? Sometimes it's hard not to have an emotional response Mm -hmm. if you think they're aggravating you on purpose, which sometimes they want to do. (laughs) Yeah, and kids study us more than I think as parents, we study them, right? So they know the things that trigger us. They know how to get a response quite well from us, Mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, so sometimes as as parents, it's like, okay, we're not going to put you in timeout. We're going to go in timeout because <laughs> we just need a breather. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just to kind of process, okay, I'm just feeling way too much now. Yeah, so I think having that set of, that kind of compass to guide us right. can, be, can be something really, really great that's, that'll be uh, effective in our parenting. Yeah, I think um, going into this <clears throat> as a new parent, there's so much information available out there. Like you can Google how to deal with a certain situation and you can get thousands of different responses. But if you don't have a vision or a goal or a compass or a plan set up for your family, you're getting input from so many different places that could end up contradicting and because you don't have those core values set in stone of how you want your kids to ideally turn out or how you your vision for your family and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there seems there's so much information. Like you say, some of it contradicts one another. It's like, okay, I guess everyone just kind of makes it up as they mm-hmm. as they go along, right? And maybe this is not going to work for me, so I'll just kind of figure it out as I go. And so some of what some of what we're going to talk about today, I wish I knew earlier on in my parent journey, right? And so these concepts should be viewed more as a compass than a roadmap. The last thing we want to do is create a new impossible standard more parenting initiatives, and more tasks for you to do. Instead, we hope to establish a kind of framework, a set of parenting values to help you remember what's important and to be proactive in how you parent. And so here they are, the long-weighted five values that we think can, can alter and change the way that you parent. Family value number one. We kind of talked about this last episode. It's simply widen the circle. Pursue strategic relationships for your kids. Invite others to invest in your children so that your sons and daughters have other voices that will help shape and determine the direction of their lives. Family value number two. Imagine the end. Focus your priorities on what matters most. Family value number three. Fight for the heart. Communicate in a style that gives the relationship value. Creating a culture of unconditional love in your home will fuel the emotional and moral health of your children. Family value number four, create a rhythm. Increase the quantity of quality time you spend together. Tap into the power of quality moments and build a sense of purpose through your everyday experiences. Family value number five, make it personal. Put yourself first when it comes to your personal growth. Allow your kids to see how you strive to grow so that they can understand how to confront their own limitations and pursue character and faith. And so we didn't write these things. Uh, I, for one, am not smart enough to come up with these on my own. Uh, They're from a book by Reggie Joyner and Carrie Newhoff called Parenting Beyond Your Capacity. 
And it's a phenomenal book. Uh, we have it available at our Parent Hub resource boards across all our family environments for $10. And we've chosen to subsidize the cost of all of our resources, this book included, because we know the value that it contains and how it can help you as a parent and ultimately help your family. And so we'll continue to reference content uh, from this book in our table discussions here over the coming weeks. And so just around the table, thinking of these five values, is there one that you want to highlight? Uh, Is there a story maybe that you can share how this value, putting this value into practice in your home has helped you? Uh, Maybe it's, it's helped you now or maybe it's helped you in the past in your parenting. I know for us, when we were a younger family, um, creating a rhythm was extremely important. I have noticed nowadays that uh, parents keep their kids way too busy. And I think establishing uh, a few nights out, but a few nights in, right, so that you can spend that time as a family and you can instill in them the values as they get to know you better as a person, right? And especially as your kids are getting older, you want them to know you and... um, and you want to know them as they're, as they're establishing their own personalities, as their own, their own sets of values. I think it's really important to have um, a purposeful time in your family experiences at home. And to kind of create that, that family in time, right? Like you said, instead of that family out time. The home and the family becomes kind of a safe harbor mm-hmm. for your kids, yeah. right? Because uh, there's so much going on in their world, in their day, and there's so much stress that they face, mm-hmm. knowing that, hey, I can come home and it's going to be safe there. It's going to be warm and welcoming and we can have fun together. Um, that's important, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And whether, whether that routine, if you're a busy family like us, like that was a big thing for our family, like with five kids, a lot of them in sports, uh, fairly busy family. And um, so one of the things we've de- we decided to do is, okay, we're going to eat together. Like we're just going to have a meal together every day, no matter what's what's on our schedule, right? If we have to plan it a little bit earlier because we have activities in the evening, that was something for us that was just really important uh, to give kind of a sense of togetherness and a sense of, hey, we're here, and uh, and so that was that was really important, just having family meals together. Uh, and something for, for Allison and I as well that created a rhythm. We, we did something for a number of years uh, when our kids were younger. We called it couch time. And so it was a time that, that Allison and I could spend a few minutes each day just as husband and wife. And we said to kids, kids, go play, go do something. Do not bug us during these 15 minutes on our couch. And so we just kind of debrief our day, talk about our day. Uh, we'd have a tea together. I wasn't a tea drinker up until that point. Uh, but I am now, <laughs> thanks to couch time. But it was just a really great opportunity for Alice and I, because again, with young kids and young family that are always demanding your attention, uh, we just needed to create a bit of space and a bit of time for us. And it was important for us that our kids see us spend time together. Mm-hmm. It's important for our kids to see us kind of having, you know, life discussions and time, right? And for us, kind of appreciating one another, that was that was really important. So I would agree that kind of creating a rhythm was just really important. And looking at those everyday things that you do anyway and try to maximize and leverage those uh, like a family meal, like a family in night, mm-hmm. really important. Yeah, Martin, you mentioned that um, that young kids take so much of your time. They demand yeah. so much from you because they're, they're, de- they're literally dependent on us as parents. Yeah. And I think for me, it's 
not so much finding a rhythm because we're still trying to figure out Nash's schedule. He's trying to still figure out how to be on this earth, but it's actually finding joy in regardless of what is happening in Mm -hmm. a day. So, you know, if we're up in the middle of the night because he needs fed, finding joy in that, like he's awake, he needs fed and he is dependent on us. And it's finding that joy of, hey, I'm providing Nash with what he needs right now. Mm -hmm. He needs me to be his dad. He needs Steph to be his mum in that moment. So yes, it might be exhausting to be up three, four times if you're a new parent, but try and find that joy in mm. everything you do because, you know, kids grow up fast as, as you're, you guys are all aware with kids in, you know, their twenties and early thirties now, like time goes by fast and eventually you'll, you'll mm-hmm. wish that kids could be a baby, a young child again. Yeah. Like Steph and I still look at photographs of Nash whenever he was born and that was only six months ago and we're like, oh my gosh, we miss, we miss this, but find joy in you know in being up in the middle of the night changing those dirty diapers you know mm. having to run a third bath for the day like it's time with your kids find find happiness in that each phase is so unique and you think oh if they just get past this particular phase but then they fall into another one that might not be quite as joyful right <laughs> but it is it's taking that joy in every single moment of their development each phase that they pass through it's really true i find that yeah especially with young kids you you kind of want them to get to the next phase and you have to stop and enjoy it when they're you're potty training them you, you just want to get past it and so you have to you have to take a moment yeah and just just realize that yeah this is this is only going to happen once with them right this is the, they're only going to go through this once and you have to stop and just yeah enjoy those moments with them so i find that as well I think for us too, like uh, that creating or creating a rhythm, but for us too, another family value that was that was important for us, particularly when our kids were transitioning from younger kids to teen, their teen years uh, was the family value of fighting for the heart, right? Communicating in a way that adds value to the relationship, and so I I just found that um, when there was a bit of resistance in what we we're asking for, like when they're younger. Well, not necessarily when they're toddlers, but as they go, we, we have a certain amount of authority. We can kind of make them do what we want them to do. Uh, but again, as they became teenagers, there was just more resistance to some of our instruction mm-hmm. and guidance. And uh, just really easy for me to kind of fall into the only time that I'm communicating with them is when I want them to do something. Uh, kind of make that switch to say, no, 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 like... It's you that I value more than what I'm asking you to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so sometimes, and so that was, that was for us, that was kind of a, a big transitional point. Uh, and for, I think for, uh, for all parents, um, moving from kind of the elementary stage to the high school stage, uh, um, that's, that's a kind of a, a daunting task, right? So, but that ability to say, okay, no, no, no I'm going to fight for the heart in everything I do that I, I'm going to create this kind of this uh, atmosphere of unconditional uh, love in our home. And that's going to be the value that drives us. Um, that was important for us. Yeah, I think, I think even with younger kids, um, mm-hmm. you try to spend a lot of time just trying to correct behaviors and get them, get yeah, kind of getting them to do yeah. what you want. And so, yeah, taking those moments to just, yeah, the words that you speak to them and, and love instead of just, yeah, kind of in correction. That's something yeah. I have to yeah be intentional with. 
Yeah, because like being away all day, like Allison was at home often with the kids, and it's like, okay, now you deal with them, right? <laughs> yeah. And so the first time they've seen dad for hours, right, and I'm correcting them or I'm scolding yeah. them or yeah. I'm, right, it's like, okay, what am I communicating mm-hmm. in those moments? Like I'm getting them to, I'm getting them to do what I want them to do, mm-hmm. but am I doing it in a way that's communicating my kind of unconditional love for them? Yeah. I know when our kids were little, um, my husband was away uh, for long periods of the day, but he always made sure that he came home at supper time mm-hmm. and um, was there for the kids uh, until they went to bed and was able to put them to bed and just to spend that few minutes quality time with each mm-hmm. one of them. Um, I think it was very important and they they remember that. I think another really important thing is um, is the value number five to make it personal. Don't forget to allow yourself to have your own time of personal growth, whether that's half an hour in the bathtub or, you know, sitting with your Bible or whatever it is, just that you, um, your kids can see that you're uh, also taking care of yourself, that you're not just looking after them, that you need a few minutes too. So, and then allowing them to have that time as well, right? That they have their own little sense of uh, free time, especially as they're getting older into the teen years, into the young adult years that you're not, um, you know, hovering as much, you're disallowing them to become who God has created them to be, right? So our encouragement for you this week is to begin to internalize these five values. Think about how they can influence your parenting. Maybe take some time with your spouse or partner and put them in your own words. And so again, we invite you to join us each week here at the table for another Parenting Hub Live podcast. Next week, we're going to look at something that I think unites us all as parents, and I know we've referenced it even here today, uh, and that's exhaustion. And so Jamie, Naomi, Reimer will be joining us at the table to look at how you can parent when your tank is running empty. Again, whether that's with a baby that won't sleep or a defiant toddler or a teen who's making some poor life choices. How do you parent beyond your capacity when parenting gets heavy? We're in the middle of our three-week parenting series here at Bethany. If you can't get here live again, we encourage you to check it out uh, at, in our live stream and home church discussion guides for further reflection and study. This has been another Parent Hub Live family podcast. Thank you for joining us around the table today. You can access more of our podcasts and show notes wherever you access your favorite podcasts or through the Bethany CC app. See you next week, everyone.